0: This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom.
1: There we go. Shelly, get into it. Welcome, everybody. To Smoke out With Shelly and SJ, it is officially episode 55 slash 12. Episode 55 overall, our 12th episode, exclusively for ChannelAttitude.com. Make sure you check us out on there. Subscribe for less than a dollar a week. We are an interactive show, so every Thursday night, we record the show I send you the StreamYard link. You can come on, chill with us. Just be in the chat room, be on audio, be on video, ask questions, participate in what we're doing, watch Shelly adjust her boobs, <laughs> on the show, you can be a part of. Sometimes I adjust mine too, but they're just too, they're too little for you to see. You know, they're really bringing the female demographic, if I could get this, you know, pushed up, but we we'll work with what we got. In any case, subscribe for less than a dollar a week. Uh, you can see, scrolling along the bottom. Twitter, Instagram, interact with us all there. It's awesome. Uh, we do have an awesome guest tonight. We will bring up shortly Ben Hameen. He's all over the Vince Russo Networks. Hameen Media Group, all that stuff. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. First, I want to check in with you, Shelly. First, I want to mention, for uh, people who are wondering, the bong winner, the water pipe winner, yes. has not gotten back to me. It's been almost a week. So no one gives a shit. If we give away anything, they don't care. They don't even write an email back. It's fine. I'll keep it for myself. I don't care. I'll give it away to charity. I'll give it to a homeless person. I don't care. If you don't want it, someone will take an amazing water pipe from nextbarter.com.
2: Um, you could send it to and me. Like, God. Like, I cannot That's believe true. the 10-minute chat, the photos, now the freaking water pipe. Like, okay, <laughs> if, if you don't care about my 8x10s or talking to me privately, fine. But <laughs> how can you be neglecting an awesome prize, like the freaking water pipe, like, and that's a good ass water pipe. Like that is so strange to me. I, even if they like, let's say like, you know, maybe not everybody that subscribes to our show is somebody who medicates. Right. That's fine, but you would think that they would at least know somebody or want to sell it. I don't know, I'm or at least get back to you and be like, Hey, it's awesome that I won, but I actually don't smoke, so maybe you could give it to somebody else. And they'll be like, Okay, great, this person didn't smoke, so we're gonna pick another winner. Like, I was torn between two numbers, anyways. So, like, uh, I it's guess, weird.
1: I mean, I don't know, I guess there's a possibility my email went to spam. I don't know, that's what I like to think. Anything other than, hey, these people just don't give a shit. That's too much for my ego to take.
2: I guess. A story of my
1: life. Cool prize. We'll figure out something with it. Nextbarter.com. Check them out. longtime sponsor of my show. They are awesome. Um, Real quick, Shelley, before we get to our guests, uh, anything big going on with you this week?
2: (sighs) (laughs) Let me tell you a little bit something about what happened yesterday.
1: No, I saw so, did you tweet about this because I saw something on Twitter about it.
2: Oh, my God. So it's freaking hot here in SoCal. It, it was 112 yesterday. Jeez. So <laughs> I know. I know. So, you know, it was one of those things where the last thing I wanted to do was go to the store. But I had to go to the store because there was a sh- essentials that I needed. It wasn't just me going, la doll. let me just go to the store. It was things that I've been putting off because it's been so effing hot. So I was like, "Fine, let me go." So I get to the CVS. I do my shopping. When I come back out, I realize because the CVS that I go to is in like a little strip mall-ish kind of thing. There's lots of different stores. So usually there's a um, market next to it called Sprouts, and I go to Sprouts a lot. So a lot of times, what I do is I'll go to CVS first and then go to Sprouts. So I kind of park more close to the Sprout side. So. Usually, my I know where the cart return is over there, and I'm a stickler for cart returns. Like I think it's poor manners not just to leave your freaking cart just there. So, what I do is, Minnie, I take when I take her out and about because she always goes with me. She has a little purse. Yes, I'm that girl that has my chihuahua (laughs) in the purse, and what I usually do. Just because if I'm, I was in CVS for longer than I thought, so I ended up getting a cart. Which normally, when I go to CVS, I don't really need a cart. But my shoulder was hurting because I was there for so long. So I put what I do is I put her in the little where you put kids in. That's where I put the purse. And so when I do the cart return, what I usually do is, I'll if I have to dump off everything to the car, then I'll take Minnie still in the cart so she doesn't stay in the car by herself. And then I'll put the cart in the the return and then I take her out. Well, since I just went to CVS yesterday, I was like, where's the CVS one? And I was like looking around, couldn't find it. So I was like, okay, I'll just go back into the store and I'll put it back in there. Then I realized right before I got into the store, I was looking for the cart returns that have the big like aluminum or steel things around them kind of thing. So it's very obvious that that's what it is. But theirs was just like when it's, like a mini kind of curb that surrounds it kind of thing. I was like, Oh, okay. So I go to put, I'm literally right about to turn mini into there. And I hear this like loud noise. I look and I see this woman in this red car and she was driving over the cart return. And the, what I thought at first was because it's just the curb thing, she probably didn't realize it was there. So she's going to back up. And like not go straight forward thinking that there was no curb or anything. The bitch floored it. I don't know why. Because there was another cart inside of the thing. So it wasn't just like, oh, I hit a bump. Or I heard a curb. I'm just going to roll over it. There's a cart right there. And she made eye contact with me. That's what freaks me out. She made eye contact with me. And then sped up. I'm like, is she trying to hit us? And then the cart that she hit. Part of it, she hit it so hard and drove over it, got crunched. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Minnie's freaking out. She's trying to get out of her purse. She's like, I got scratches all over my boobs still. And there were people in the parking lot. We were all just like watching and like, what the hell's going on? And she just left. And like, (laughs) I was like, what the hell? And people were like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And what freaked me out the most was if I put Minnie in that cart in there, she could have died. And that freaks me out. Not only just my safety and like what could have happened to me. I felt like I had the time, the re like the time to kind of like move out of the way, like I did with the cart. But what if it was a split second before where the cart was already in there? Happened so fast. So I was just like standing there and um, I noticed as I was walking back to the car finally that she went on the other side of the parking lot. So it's like, I'm going to go confront her like she could have injured or killed us like and she doesn't care and like in my head i'm thinking okay maybe she lost control of her car maybe because it's hot she had a spell i don't know like you just don't know so i'm over here making up excuses for this bitch and she's over there just fine looking to see if her car is messed up so i go to go confront her and when i first passed her car my first thought was Cause like she's parked right here and then I was like right here and I was going to stop. And I thought, who knows what's going on with this chick? What if she decides to back into my car, like, or something? So I went around and there was like some construction going on. So it kind of took me a second. So when I went to where I felt like I could get to her quickly to confront her, but she couldn't damage my car. She was gone already. So when Metal Jesus got home and I told him everything, he was really pissed off. He's like, I'm going to go to the CVS and see if they have anything on their camera. So he went to CVS and they totally told him the same story I told them. Like, they're like, yeah, we saw it, blah, blah, blah. We saw, you know, her walk to the car and then we saw the lady drive through. And so the thing that they said is they couldn't release anything to him or show him because he didn't. There was no police report filed. So I was like, okay, great. I'll file a police report. And then we were doing the research last night and we found out that um pretty much if I file a p- a police report, really nothing's going to happen because unless this lady me. was like people complained about her, like the, like let's say multiple people like got her license plate that day and then reported her, then they can do something. But If it's just me doing it, then there's nothing they can do. And then I can report it to the DMV and then they can make her retake the test. But I have to know her information to do that. So pretty much nothing can be done. And when it happened, I was so concerned about the what ifs of Minnie that and keeping her like because she was trying to jump out of my arms to run. So I was so focused on her that it wasn't until I got home, it really hit me, like, the gnarly situation that had happened. And it effed me up. Like, it effed me up. And it was just, like, it was really weird. And then to top it all off is, if you remember, Stoner Jesus, last year at the end of August is when I had that encounter with that guy who killed that girl after I had my encounter with him. Yeah. So my mind's going crazy, like, because after I had that encounter, I was afraid that what if this dude, and I know it's totally overthinking, but I was traumatized by it to where I thought, what if this dude like has someone come after me or something? So I was really having a huge anxiety of walking mini by myself. And it took me like over six months to get better at it, to where I am like not as bad. So now I feel that. And I go in the and shopping center so much. I feel like I'm going to have so much anxiety now when I go there because a couple months ago, Danielle had mentioned to me that someone that um, is a customer that came to her work, she broke had a broken leg. And they're like, what happened? And it was at that same CVS. She said that in the parking lot, somebody hit her. And so I don't know, dude. Damn. It's weird.
1: Some weird shit going on. Uh, when you say, I do have one question. When you say this lady was old, like how old are we talking? Are you talking like 60 old or like 90 old?
2: Not old, old, like yeah. 60, like not all like pathetic and like, oh, maybe something like you're not all there or whatever. Like it was weird. And like, I'm not trying to sound dramatic, but when I made that eye contact with her, she had like a very angry look on her face so that's why it was so weird like i don't know this woman whatever but and i'm not, I'm saying, not she saying she was, was to at me but like it was, felt like it it felt like i was looking at this evil person that was like i'm gonna run this bitch over like it was so weird like everything about it's just weird and it was like a car that was really small too and compact so it's like, it's just weird. The whole thing is just weird.
1: You always got to have your head on a swivel when you're out there. If I go to Walmart or something, uh, if I'm near the front, I'll watch the doors the entire time. You know, No matter what I'm doing, I'm still looking at the door to see if anybody walks in. So maybe it looks weird. Somebody's carrying, you know, starts shooting people or whatever. So I know where to, where to go and what yeah. to do. Or if my daughter's with me, grab her, you know, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird world we live in, that's for sure. To
0: I guess I as good re- as re- intro
1: re- as re- any for uh, our yeah. guest <laughs> who's in the backstage area. If you watch ChannelAttitude.com or Russo's brand or any of that, you know our guest, of course. He is uh, Ben Hameen himself, the man.
0: What do you mean, Hillary Clinton? You were supposed to kill Shelly with the car. You missed again. I want you (laughs) back out there again. You need to take her out. That's all. Oh, sorry. I'm on the air. Hey, how's it going, guys? Glad to be here with you Uh, and smoke out with Shelly and Stoner Jesus. Scary stuff, Shell. It's it's a crazy world, long, hot summer, and uh, I'm glad you didn't get the chance to confront her because... It, that's in our nature you know what i mean especially when we have someone we love or an animal that's in jeopardy that we take care of but this world and this society is so on edge you don't know what somebody else is going through and they're just gonna put that on you and take you out in a bad situation you can go from even that to worse and i worry about my wife's on the highway when they're traveling back down to louisville to visit family of like just don't talk to anybody at a, at a rest stop. You know, you never know road rage wise. Somebody cut you off, let them go. <laughs> you got to get there two minutes ahead of me. Uh, that's fine. Cause you don't know what psycho thing they're on, what medication, what set them off. And you could just be an easy target. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry that happened to you. And you know, I got the, the little dogs too, so I can empathize, but, uh, you just can't trust what, what people are going through nowadays and you, and you could be the target of it and had nothing to do with it at all. You know, but uh,
2: totally that's what, like, that's why I was saying like when I crept up on her at first, that was my gut feeling is like, sure. I felt like she was like a wild card and like, that's why I needed to be better about it. And she saw me, like I was staring at her and I, I don't know. I just,
0: Oh, Karens want that confrontation. Those Karens want that spotlight on them at all costs, positive, negative, go viral. And if it's at the expense of somebody else's life, they don't care because it's not their world. Only their world is important, not yours. You didn't know that?
2: I know. (laughs) And when I got home and I thought about it all, I was thinking just like you're saying, like, it wasn't meant. It wasn't meant for me to do that. It was for like, I love the Lord. So, like I feel like the like the Lord was really just protecting me from what I didn't even know. A, he already protected me and many, but made it to where I didn't get that opportunity to even confront her because who knows what would have happened.
0: It diffused, it diffused the situation. And instead, that's right. Old lady could have had a Glock. You
1: never know about people nowadays. Yeah. It's true. She's carrying it's true. a weapon? Um, before we get to uh, any, anything else, I have a very important question for you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, which may dictate the course of the rest of this interview and the tenor okay. of this interview. Uh, what is your feeling on
0: the young bucks? <laughs> uh, I may be biased if you want, if you're looking for against because uh, we help make the young bucks in the Northeast and two CW and book them very strong and. They were nothing but a pleasure to work with all the time. I'm a OVW trained guy. So when the no sell of the super kick and the thigh slapping that was more apparent became the norm, I definitely had my criticism of it and they were kind of getting their style in line to where now they work a match and it's a young buck style and they can fit anybody in. But when it comes to Nick and Matt personally, they've been nothing but awesome to me and I also hate them both for the amount of pro wrestling tees sales they have compared to Mike. So they they're over, but they've got big heat. I remember at the two CW show, I was talking to Maddie and I was like, Oh, I just rib him. Got a sale. He brings up his email, pro wrestling tees, pro wrestling tees, pro wrestling tees <laughs> one after the other. So those guys are hustlers, man. They, they, like so many people made money off of just copying, copying their style. I can't, I can't hate on them, dude. And uh, they, they do things on the show that I will never even ever attempt. So <laughs> Godspeed, go with it, man. I'll wave the flag.
2: Well, and... It looks like this interview's over.
0: <laughs> it was good talking to you guys. Take care, everybody. Good night.
1: Yeah. For uh, for you and everybody else who maybe uh, hasn't a long time watcher of the show. Uh, one of the main themes of the show since the very beginning was Shelly's unexplainable because you never really interacted with them. Dislike of the young bucks,
0: so That's Shelly, a, yeah. makes you love them and hate them more because you want to hate them, but then you hang out with them and you can't help but be like, These guys are just too That's nice. We need, to you
1: know, Shelly, we need to get you hooked up with the young bucks for a hangout session. And I
2: hung out with them, I guess, once, and it was at the gathering of the J- jugglers. We were all on the same, um, wrestling show. And as I said on, the, like, it was one of our first shows that before we were on Channel Attitude, and I talked about this because I'd never talked about it. And I'd always be quiet about it because I felt like a bitch because I don't know them. And really, <laughs> the only time I spent a little time with them was at this show. They just rub me wrong. I don't like them. Their mere presence disturbs my soul. <laughs> I, I just I don't like them. I just don't and I feel bad. Like how you said like, you know, you want to um hate them, but blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to hate them. I'm the opposite. I don't want to dislike them. I just and I even said on our show when I talked about it, they were totally nice enough to me. It's not like they like said something or had an attitude towards me or anything like that. I just I get I've gotten better, I've gotten better at better. it. But I get so like angry legit like like legit angry whenever i see their photo stoner jesus likes to mess with me on twitter and he'll like send me a gif of them and for like a good five seconds i'm really mad like i'm upset and i'm just like mother effer like no no i don't know what it is
0: I, yeah, I uh, you know maybe just your chi energies don't align and, and you, you've got uh, some opposite uh, you know going on that way. But uh, yeah, they're 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 only five foot uh, nine, so I'm not too worried about them coming over strong on me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. easy enough that way. Uh, but hey, if you you like who you like or you like who you don't like, it doesn't make much difference. It's all phony and subjective. I'm just looking for something to trigger here, real quick, one second.
2: I just feel bad. Like I legit feel bad how much I hate them.
0: (laughs) I wish for one or two people. Uh, We'll see if it catches. There you go. There's the whole crew. Ugh. That's a t- this this show we did in Binghamton in the bottom of this Elk's Lodge or whatever is uh there's like an old school bowling alley that's like a time capsule that's been sealed since 1951. It's the most bizarre place to go change ever, but it's, it's like <laughs> walking into into the past. But uh, that was the last show I did with them in two CW. But uh, hey, they they wanted re- they wanted a wrestling uh, organization. They got one, and now they got a whole new set of problems. So whatever ill will you might feel towards them you can rest easy knowing that they've got all the problems of every booker and all the locker room bullshit so they're they're getting uh
2: i don't want to feel this way that's the thing i don't i don't here's the thing i'm all about just like there's even people i can think of on the top of my head that i don't like for good reasons but when i see their photos when their names come up when i used to do conventions or shows i'd see them I wouldn't have this feeling in my gut. And these are people that have like kind of screwed me over or hurt my feelings on purpose. But these dudes who I barely know, I'm just like,
1: I've never done anything to you.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I admit
2: I'm the bitch. I'm the bitch in the situation.
0: Maybe there's some past life regression. They wronged you there. Or maybe it's a reminder of an old flame that you can't put the the, that did you wrong. And there's something there, but uh, yeah, you know, it's the box. (laughs) Slap your thigh and move on.
2: (laughs) I try, but they're everywhere. And there was even a time, the reason why I brought it up on our show um, when we first had it was because I went so far as to mute them on like social media, but they would still get through. They would, and I'm just like, oh, mother effort. Like, I don't want to see these guys because I don't want to throw negative energy to anyone you know what i'm sure, saying like sure. i'm really a strong believer in energy and it's real and i'm not trying to like throw ugly vibes to people but
1: ugh. one day one day i'll get him on the show it'll be the greatest thing of all time yeah <laughs> Shelly explain to the young bucks why she doesn't like that. why do i hate you i don't know why i hate you i just do <laughs> I hate you
2: oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, oh man
1: so, uh, Ben, you have a lot of shows,
0: uh, as what we mentioned. A lot of fucking shows. Man. One of,
1: you were mentioning before we uh, started recording, you did. This is your fifth show today. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, dude. Usually I only do <clears throat> two on Thursdays, uh, but mm-hmm. I had a special episode to talk about all this consulting stuff. And then I just went on, uh, Wrestling for Life, uh, show to talk with them. And now I am here with you guys. And I was looking forward to all of it. It's just a long day on the mic, but, uh, I was looking for this because I knew we could burn one and then chill out and not have to be <laughs> crazy about wrestling. Like, let's just get fucking blazed and uh, and have some laughs. And and Shelly's provided great comedy fodder so far.
1: She usually does. Shelly's really, she's really the backbone of this show. I, I have some witty commentary sometimes, or some interjections or whatnot, and run everything. But it's really all based on on Shelly and her stories. And, well, being the son of God, I think you need to step up your, uh, you know. Performance on here. me. It's too late for me. This is good as it gets.
0: Yeah, this is me at 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys all that. And I, and Shelly, it's great to see you. Uh, you know We've worked maybe two or three shows since I, my start in OVW years ago and, and all that. And I think we we're on a Chicago show, maybe a Blitz together one time. But uh, it's always good to see you uh, uh, doing your thing. And whether it's with April or, or over here, I think it's awesome that we're all in the same network together. and glad to cross over. And, uh, and have some fun
1: oh yeah um one of your shows uh, of the many as I said was is about conspiracies uh, we got into a little bit last week about yeah. the Anne Hayish thing uh, yeah. have you covered that or would you have any thoughts on we haven't
0: we haven't yet because we were waiting for more to unfold as it will leak out you know what I mean and they've kind of put the cap on it right now but there was plenty with her sitting up on the gurney and pushing the the EMT off. And, you know, the, then it comes out that she was allegedly, I mean, I don't know. This is where we need to do more research. I think it's called the girl in room 13. I, I could be wrong on that title, but this was supposedly a pedophile uh, expose documentary that she was going to have a hand in uh, exposing more of Hollywood. Uh, and <laughs> we've seen plenty of very strange deaths that get pinned on suicide from Chester Bennington uh, to uh, Chris Cornell, who was also supposedly looking into these types of uh, activities, which could be related to Epstein or whatever Hollywood ring of uh, groomers and conditioners and practitioners of dark arts are doing for adrenochrome or whatever, however salacious you wanna make the conspiracy uh, go into an eyes wide shut scenario involving human trafficking and children. And usually you're not gonna get over in Hollywood and have a long-term career if you haven't done some time on the casting couch, whether you're gay for pay or if you just want to get the, the part and, uh, you know, have to do some Harvey Weinstein, let him pee on you in the shower favors. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's highly weird for a reason that people say that and throw that around. But what's really going down out there run by various different mafias uh, with with letter organizations attached to them uh, that it's a very strange place that doesn't seem to get course corrected. Doesn't matter if Kevin Spacey gets busted or, uh, Bill Cosby or Epstein, or we're not looking at Jislaine's Mac- Maxwell's list. And now we can write off Anne Heche as, oh, she was a pill head and a weird lesbian chick. So just write her off as a kook and she must have been going crazy on pills. Well, let's look at, The Hillary Clinton tied to deaths of people's engines that blow out of their cars at 60 miles an hour, things you've never heard of before when they have a little bit of people being killed in robberies who are tied to certain stories, but they weren't robbed of anything. So people on park benches who just happen to be dead out of of nowhere. And I think this fits in that mold of what's really going on with these stars when they want to expose something. And they just happen to end up dead in a strange scenario, you know, and, and, and going into an ambulance very much alive on camera, and then you're gone leaves a lot of questions unanswered a lot, dude. So this goes back, this shit's been going on, I mean, one of the hottest things on Netflix, the Marilyn Monroe documentary, if you guys watch that, of still leaves it open. Did JFK and Robert Kennedy have her killed? They said she didn't leave, she died at home, but then she's in the ambulance and then they bring her back. Like, this stuff's been going on there for 50, 60 years and it's the same carnies, queers and addicts that have been running it since the beginning. Yeah. You Um, said
2: it perfect. That the way you just said it, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's Carney's
2: queers. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Jeff gets well, that's a Rip Rogers line of like who runs this entertainment business? Three types of people. And sometimes it you're they're all three of those. Sometimes they're and it doesn't need to be a pill addict, a spotlight addict can be just as dangerous as anybody on any drug. And sometimes they're on both. And it drives them to their end, like a Chris Farley. Unfortunately, you know, so uh, our vices can absolutely get the best of us. And then, when it comes to blackmail and power, mix that in there along with fame, anything's possible. And that's why most of these kids that were probably your favorite Nickelodeon stars and Saved by the Bell were all touched by somebody on the way up through to, to keep that. You know what I mean? And they're all and you see strange MK ultra stuff too, with everybody from Britney Spears to um, what's the chick uh, You're like a firework. Uh, uh, Kate. Kate. Yeah. Shave her head. And, and now she's like bugged out and like, Britney Spears needs to be kept on ice. Like all these little Illuminati, what they would call whores. I'm not trying to say that of them, but that's, you know, like what they're groomed for. Like there's a priest class of Illuminati like Jay-Z and everybody else who gets people to throw up the Rockefeller sign and every other goddamn thing. They all are just playing their part in this greater cabal that runs whatever weirdness is going on out. I mean, you would know in, in, in near Hollywood in California, all the way to Bohemian Grove with worship of Moloch. And and we're still doing, oh, the, the Rogers Follies where the men dress and drag. But we're doing the cremation of care ceremony where we're sacrificing fake bodies and screaming and chanting and paganism. Oh, who's that over there? Is that Mark McGuire? Oh, who's that? Is that President George Bush? <laughs> like, like, it's not just some place where sexual deviants go to have fun. These are where the highest power players and you can look up Richard Nixon's uh you know I don't go in there that's where all the queer stuff goes on you know what I mean but the, he's saying that in public for a reason dude so the the closet homosexuality of Hollywood took a very dark turn someplace and became more about blackmail and power and control over anything and when it gets back to Anne Heche she's a small pebble in this, uh, she's a small brick in this big (laughs) pyramid of what it takes to get over in Hollywood, you know? So a very interesting story, but I need to follow up more on this documentary and who was involved in this girl in room 13.
1: Yeah. There's definitely a lot of crazy shit going on. Uh, on some more related note, uh, speaking of Hollywood, it's trending now on Twitter as we record this, Apparently, Tiffany Haddish and her boyfriend, Ari Spears from man TV, they're being charged, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, grooming and sexually abusing a 14-year-old and a 7-year-old Wow! videos with them. Apparently, there was a funnier or Die video where Ari
0: Spears was, like, being
1: oiled up by, like, the 7-year-old boy, and Harry and I took it down. And, it's and just- why
0: why is that on video? And Ari Spears was just under the microscope after fat-shaming Lizzo or whatever, so he got his shine again to, like, come back at him, and now... This stuff leaks out that that's, that just happens to leak out after that. Who do you think backs Lizzo? I'd say LGBTQ mafia. They don't like that. They're sitting on blackmail. He fires back at them and, and against feminists and out. This comes like all people in the mainstream are going to see is this. They're not going to see the whole breadcrumb trail of gotcha. Don't gotcha. Gotcha. Come back. And now we've got you on this blackmail because like I said, you're not going to get a shot in Hollywood just based on what's what and mad TV and, and, and keep staying over. It's very, very strange deviant behavior. And if you're an adult and whatever you're into sexually, if you're doing that with another consenting adult, I'm not here to judge, but <laughs> you start mixing seven to 14 year olds in the mix. It's time to break out the battery acid for some castration. Like <laughs> that's what, what I'm down for. like expose them and, and, Build the gallows and snap a couple necks because that's what it's going to take to get people to stop this pattern of behavior. The more they get away with it, the, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry about that. He only raped fifty-seven women." Bill Cosby and drugged them. He remember when he was Doctor Huxtable? That was good stuff, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah it's. Uh, I don't know. I get really. It's like I get disillusioned with the whole fucking process, the system, whatever you want to call it, because. There is no real. People system. get like, we'll get caught up, and maybe they'll be punished in some way. But I mean, in the grand fucking scheme of things, most people who did most of this horrible shit will never see a day in jail or the inside of the courtroom or any of that uh,
0: bullshit. I, I I would agree with you for a lot of that, but we're setting precedents uh, against R. Kelly, against Ghislaine mm-hmm. Maxwell, against Bill Cosby, uh, Kevin Spacey's trying to buy and talk his way out of it. Um, so. In America what we love to do is build people up and be in on it from the ground floor only to go I love that person so we can then tear them down find their biggest weakness and stand over them and go see you were no better than I was the whole time like <laughs> that's just hardwired in our DNA like Shelly hates the young bucks she wants to stand <laughs> over them and be like you motherfuckers you yeah, you outsold me on PWT I hate your guts like <laughs> so, like that that, i don't know why we're like that as a tribal people but it seems that's exactly what we always are and then we love a comeback story so after we tear them down and time passes and they get oh let the heat die down then we'll start to build them back up to be heroes again dude so very strange
2: that's why i just turn my back on Hollywood. And like, that's why I'm like, you know what? If people want to talk about me and say that I'm this failed wrestler, washed up, I'm just this OnlyFans girl. I don't care because I'm just like
0: all How of that other stuff. Wrestler? Why would you let, like, why you've, you've been to the biggest dance. You've been featured. You are not a failed anything. You might not. Oh, I didn't have a 20 year career there. There's, there's 90 spots, Shell. There's 10,000 people trying to get 90 spots. You got one of them. You said absolutely. I don't
2: think I failed, but I think because of
0: anybody who says that me
2: being outspoken about my experiences and my opinions of what isn't cool and what goes on, and like the that's it's just like okay, back in the day when I started to see what Hollywood the real of it when I was younger it made me more attracted to wanting and drove me to want to be a wrestler even more because I was like, well, at least it's wrestling. It's different. Cause back then it was like here in town, they like stuck their nose up to wrestling and thought it was just, Oh, wrestling. Oh, they're not real entertainers. And it's different now, but like, so I had this illusion because I was, my heart was getting broken with what is real here in town. So that made me totally focused on, I'm gonna, you know, being WWF at the time I was like I'm gonna be there and then when I finally did it I was like dude this is the same thing but kind of worse because like you said there only are so many spots so it gets more cutthroat in that sense and then when I started to see a lot of the stuff that happens behind the scenes in Hollywood happening in like WWE or whatever it's just like that's when I was just like, dude, whatever. And so when I say failed, I say it sarcastically because people who don't like what I have to say because it goes against what they like or maybe like whatever the case may be, people are always, oh, she's just this bitter. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Go ahead and say that. That's fine. Like if that's your opinion, cool. Everyone can have an opinion. Like it's totally fine. But the reason why it doesn't get to me or make me like, F that. No, it's like, dude, I'm not willing to pay the price for Hollywood or for wrestling.
0: Right. You're not willing to sell your soul for it uh, to that degree. And you see the evil that lies within. So, uh, Shelly, get in here and sign this goddamn NDA. I need you to sign (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> no, touch my dinosaur
1: head. I've <laughs> mentioned that a few times on the show. Shelly really missed out on some of that big time. <laughs>
0: big time NDA money. throwing out. <laughs> out, been hanging upside down off the ropes, like signing it upside down. Like, <laughs> okay, well, see, man. here's
2: the thing. When stuff was going on when I was there, it wasn't until the tail end I realized what was going on because people would confide in me things or people would gossip to me about things that were going on, or I'd straight up see what was going on. Yeah. But it wasn't until towards the end of my time there, because I was so in my own little world. Like I wasn't politicking. I was like, I'm the only vampire that's a girl on the show. So there's no competition. Like, what am I like? I didn't get mixed up in all of like, what was going on until I was just there long enough to like see it. Or like I said, some people be like, I don't know if because I did keep to myself, they felt comfortable sharing and venting to me like whatever. And that's when I was like, Whoa. And so that's why, when I got in trouble and then fired, I just, in a way, like, I don't want to say I didn't care because it sucked, but I didn't care because I was seeing what was unraveling around me. I was like, right. this is the deal, then F you guys, I don't care then. And like, when I got fired, Johnny Ace, he was like, you know, keep in touch with us. You never know. We always, and I laughed. He's like, why are you laughing? I said, because if this is how you guys do business, I don't want any part of it. And that's when I blackballed myself with the business, which but I was fine with it because I was just like, no, like, this isn't cool. <laughs>
0: that's that's really incredible because you and I know, and not Stoner G, it's not like you're not included, but that spotlight addiction that can trump o- overall. So you keep your spot and you were right there at that level and still kept ahead smart enough to go, Nah, I see what you carny fucking pimps are trying to pull. And if you want to fuck with me and let me go to try and teach me a lesson, fine. But I'm not going to keep kissing your ass to let me back in the door. A lot of people can't walk away when it's like that. Once they got the hook in you, they always are politicking to come back. So that's good on you to have that level of morality to to actually pump the brakes on all of them, you know, because otherwise you see what the situation is uh ace and and done and pimping for and for events really and now here's where we are uh, with these payoffs it might be a funny joke but there's uh you know people are gone Ashley massero's gone yeah <laughs> you know and there's a lot that still could come out with there and when it was three million I go oh, you watch it'll be 40 50 same as Bill Cosby three women seven women nine women 38 women 52 okay it's it's the same pattern of megalomaniac behavior. And it's way out of control and it all is going to come back around. Like I said, we want to build them up. People are going, thank you, Vince, on the show. They're cutting him in the crowd. And uh, he also possibly raped this woman. Oh, they're bowing to that. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on in your mind, dude? I it's think- kind of like
2: what you were saying about the Hollywood thing. It's nothing new. And we've talked on this show with Stoner Jesus and I about like, you know, cause everyone asks me what I think about Vince. It's like, it's nothing new. So I have nothing new to really say. Like it does. It's like, yeah, now more people know, but then a couple of weeks later, the same people who were like F him are going to the show still right. bowing down, right. chanting and all this. So what's, cause I used to be back in the day more of like, I wasn't trying to like expose like, oh, da, da, da. it was more like, dude, I was there. So these are the things that happen. And I was labeled as a troublemaker. I don't know what I'm talking about. Am I remembering things right? Whatever. And then so all this drama and ugly energy thrown my way. And then what I realize is when enough time goes by, it's like a fad. The people that seemed to like I was getting through to, whether it was fans or people in the business, they all still put money in their their pocket and they still want to be booked on the show. So that's when I stopped. I was like, why, why put myself through all this if it doesn't change anything?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And not a lot of, like I said, not a lot of people in this entertainment business can have that level of morality. So you should be proud of yourself there.
2: Well, it goes back to my relationship with God. Like I've just always been that way. I've made mistakes in my life. I've done things I'm not proud of, but It always came back to like, that's what always tugged at my soul was my, my relationship with God. And I really feel that he put me in Hollywood the way I was and around the elite people that I was around to see what it was about for a reason. And I was put in WWE, the top top company, I don't care what anyone says, everyone wants to be there. The main show for a reason to show me that's what it's about. And that's why... Like I said, I am fine with people thinking I'm crazy, cause I am. I'm fine with people thinking that I like don't know what I'm talking about, because it's not an ego-driven thing for me. Like, well, let me show you. I got these receipts. It's like, okay, well, whatever. Then it's fine. It's fine. Like, I'm a content creator, so I talk about my life experiences. That's it.
0: What you didn't realize the whole time is that uh, I thought you were a real goddamn vampire. I wanted you to bite me on the neck so I could live forever.
2: But I am a real vampire. I
0: see. Well, I mean, <laughs> Vince, Vince, we got tired of drinking Adrenochrome and he wanted you to bite him. So he didn't. Have <laughs> he's, ne- he's never given up that book. He's always going to be had a creative. Uh, but yeah, that's that's very noble. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and I don't know, you know, how much I could put up with because, you know, stoner Jesus, obviously the Jesus and religious connotation. And you're very open about your faith right there. But I play a Muslim extremist, <laughs> uh, you know, bin Laden for the 9-11 truth factor and the conspiracy theories that drive my life, uh, my life's work in a lot of ways. But uh, I'm as much of a Christopher Hitchens-level atheist, don't believe. In, <laughs> and But I'm leaning more, a lot more to multiverses and frequency study, and not that I put my eggs in any basket. But there's forces that move us, and who knows? I know that I don't know. That's about all I know. You know, And uh, to pledge allegiance to this, that, or the other clique, I'd rather just uh, piss off Christians who don't understand what I'm doing with satire in the ring <laughs> and be the level-headed human being that tries to think logically and see all points when I'm not doing that. So it's not like I disrespect – I try not to disrespect religion too much, but it's tough for me to go Christian – uh, Catholic, Catholic, child molester, guilty by association. Like It's hard for me to, to separate those things sometimes, and I try and do better at that. I've been hanging out with the Young Bucks. They've been helping me like deal with that kind of stuff a little bit better. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but that's – and Vince and Stevie are very open about their Christianity too, and a lot of times I just think the principles are – are you a good person with the right upbringing and the right work ethic? And did your parents instill in you what is right? If that happened and you went to church together on a Sunday and you got your little dopamine hit from doing, uh, and it unlocks those cords, So be it. We're all tribal and we all want a little bit of that in our lives. And that's an addiction as well. Religion can easily be an addiction to, to some degree. Right. And people are looking for any port in the storm when their lives really rocky and that can be the thing that holds on to or people in prison in jail i can totally see like if that's all you got and that's what's going to get you through then use it to the nth degree brothers and sisters like i'm not here to judge on that kind of stuff you know but i grew up in a methodist household literally the church across the street from my house where the bells would go off and wake you up at seven in the morning every day And when you work in the night shift at the casino that sucked but uh You know, so I I got a healthy dose of, of all that secular uh, type of, you know, Methodist is easy. It's just like going for a buffet and you got to sit through an hour church really. (laughs) And, uh, and, and, but from my college years on, I just kind of cast it off and took a George Carlin kind of approach to things.
2: Yeah, I definitely grew up in a very cult like church. So um, I consider myself not religious, but spiritual and um but like i get it and when i hear people talk about why maybe they're so rubbed wrong by religion i totally get it because like my church would that great they were a cult i swear and like my mom is still very minded like that like she's just like you know what i mean and it's crazy you're
0: you're not gonna undo 50 years of operant conditioning you know what i mean so Absolutely. As long as, like I said, even with the sexual deviancy, if you're not really hurting anybody or you're not harshing anybody else's gig, do you? You only get eighty trips around the sun. What, the, what, how you want to spend it is your time. You know, like that's that's how I I try and look at the entire world and then leave an impression in as many places as I can and inspire many people as I can to lift them up to make the most of that time. And I I think I've done a fair job at it while pissing people off talking about nine eleven truth and all that <laughs> at the same time so uh yeah for the record i am uh, agnostic the stoner jesus thing kind
1: of comes from a funny movie idea and like a character i thought up you know 25 years ago and uh, i just kept the name because it's very memorable it's jesus 10 years from now they'll see it again and be like hey i remember that dude that's stoner jesus
0: <laughs> yeah 100 and and really at this point in time in <laughs> twenty 22, Jesus would probably be an agnostic be like, fuck you guys. You got it all wrong. I'm do- I don't believe in me anymore. I'm out of here, bro.
1: <laughs> By the way, also, uh, I'm a professional podcaster, so I know all about the spotlight. Believe you yeah. me.
0: Yeah, man. All, it, it, it's all right. Here. That addiction. You feel it, right? Like it's we right. love it. We love to run our mouths. <laughs> we love to interact and create entertainment and we're addicts to weed because it, chills out the psychopath part of our personalities that need to be ironed out a little bit and that we i don't know maybe need to do more work on in a therapy way but i'd rather smoke a big one and fucking <laughs> have, have a couple laughs instead you know it's just i try as an atheist to go any emotion that i'm really feeling is just a chemical response that my brain's making and if i can't control that then i'm really not in control of anything not to say i don't get angry and, and all that but when I do feel those, I, it's easier for me to detach than go. And some people might need to pray and do it, and that's the way they meditate and and, and get over it. So it's all kind of the same ritualistic thing. It's just we're labeling it different ways and how we approach it. We're that's not. A- everybody thinks we're special. Nobody's fucking special. We're 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 stupid primates on a rock in space, bro, floating around, <laughs> thinking we're important. Hey, re- name me uh, six people who died in 1811. Yep. Okay. There you go. That's going (laughs) to be 100 years. No one's going to give a shit about what we're so important right now. You know, like that's, that's the, what makes me laugh about humanity. Like we just think like everything is based around us and it's such a megalomaniac, like (laughs) way of thinking, but that's what, uh, the ancient aliens programmed us in our DNA to do. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of weed, um, yeah, man. a little bit of time left, um, horseshoe genetics. Tell us about that. How you going to in that? How you going to with, with growing cannabis in general? Yeah. Uh, journey, if you will.
0: Sure, man. Uh, shout out to my business partner at horseshoe genetics. I don't think you guys can even see in there, but I got the tech going nice Zittles plants in there right now. Hi. Uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, so these guys who were hustlers you know on the you know black market went straight and opened a, a hydroponic shop and things are changing in new york state so um not to go too much into the business practice because it's still kind of in the wild west gray area and we, we're trying to do everything by the book you know uh but we have over 40 strains of feminized seeds in both photoperiod and autoflower exclusive hybrids Um, it's very difficult to get the banking done. So I've had to rebuild the entire website again in the last week from where it was. So hopefully we'll have all the solutions and, and make sure everything's safe and protected. Uh, they just don't have the banking stuff in place. So they want you to get this industry started, but there's no way you can take cards (laughs) and you got to go around this corner and go to mesh and do all, all this bullshit. And eventually they'll flip the switch, but we have to find solutions in the meantime. So you can go to horseshoegenetics.com right now and check out all of the unbelievable strains we've got. And then I've probably got another 15 to put up in the next 24 hours. I think there's 36 up there now, but we have a million dollar inventory in seeds. I saw it yesterday in the vault. So uh, very, very cool to be a part of it. I had walked in on a cold call for my business, which is social media management locally that helps fund it, I mean, media group. And I was like, Hey, you guys uh, need a hand with that? They're like, dude, you must be straight from God because uh, our webmaster is gone and he, he's not able to do what we need to do. And we need social media help. We'll give you 10% of the business if you be our marketing guy. So that's business 101, always own a piece of it if you can. And uh, I mean, check the equity. And now I make four times as much a month, just in, we haven't even started yet in what I would have charged them the other way. So it's already paid dividends and these guys got the fire Zaza. They got the best Smiz <laughs> around. So, uh, that's always, uh, a, a rock bottom prices for me, but now I'm not even buying because I'm growing, you know what I mean? So, uh, some nice banana OG here, mm-hmm. uh, getting it done, uh, pretty nice smoke, but, uh, they hooked me up with the equipment and the knowledge of 20 years of growing. So any questions I have on anything, uh, I ha- we're there to answer it. And then there's another kind of crazy thing. Sorry if I'm going on here, but they're flipping the switch on, or they're putting licenses out now for New York State for uh, dispensaries. They've issued some of the first grow licenses. Now they're moving to dispensary, and there's this program that's kind of an affirmative action program for anybody who was hurt in the war on drugs. So, it's mainly like kind of geared for inner city, like the startup business. They're giving priority. So, the criteria is if you have had any charge, uh, if you've run a business that has positive income for two to three years and you have the money in the bank to pay the bond, which is not a small amount, <laughs> uh, then you're going to be given priority for these licenses to be the first dispensaries. Well, the guys that I worked in the Indies with who ran two CW are, they do they're, they're from a pretty well-off family and they're very smart businessmen. And they knew I had the charge and i run it. So we've formed a new LLC and partnership and we're applying. So we hopefully, I don't want to jinx it here, but you guys hold a good thought for us. Uh, pray to whichever uh, God you may <laughs> love the most or all of them pray to them all. I don't get sure uh, <laughs> that we get it, but uh, very cool to be like, all right, I need to move out of wrestling in the next five years, and I could be in on the ground floor of seeds uh, to consumer, seeds to farmers in bulk sales, and then also be the lead guy on this dispensary thing. And when they flip the switch here, and we don't have to keep creeping around the banking wise, and we're all legal on everything, it's gonna. It, it could be the greatest thing I've ever been involved with. So. The stars have really aligned to like open these opportunities up and kill the stigma of all oh, stoners and whatever. And who would have thought? I got stopped at a, a roadblock where they're checking registrations 18 years ago, and a hundred dollar two twenty one charge misdemeanor ticket with a hundred dollar court fee. Dad, I'm disappointed in you, son. Oh, okay. That could be the best $200 I ever spent in my entire life that could lead me into a multi million dollar year operation based on this loophole kind of reverse affirmative action. Because where I am upstate, there isn't going to be people who kind of meet that criteria that I laid out to have all three of those things. And they're not going to want to go it's racist. You're only catering to those minorities. They're going to want some dirty white boys from upstate to also get those licenses. So it's a very weird uh, time where it twisted and then it twisted again from the inside. So I love new business. That's one of my addictions. Just creating the opportunity of what could be is what drives me every day to put in 90 hours a week of work. Uh, but, uh, as far as weed goes, it's a very, very cool time for me right now in New York, to be honest with you, I'm excited about all of it and horseshoe And we don't even have a name for what we might possibly be as a dispensary. So very, very interesting.
1: Oh yeah. Definitely interesting time. Positive thoughts and vibes to you, man, to all the success and all that stuff. Um, what, Tell us some of the shows or all the shows really where people can find you online and
0: all that stuff uh, where can people find you. Well, you guys are the hardcore. So I want to say thank you for subscribing to channelattitude.com. dot com. It's uh, so awesome to have this community that's followed us uh, buying the paywall to beat censorship and be able to talk how we want to talk. So thank you guys for that and subscribing here on the smoke out with Sally and SJ as well, but you can catch me on Vince Russo's platform on the raw and Smackdown review with Stevie Richards and with Vince and Stevie on the raw review that I'm also on his Patreon and we're doing, yeah, oh, a little NDA signing of our own uh, master shoot theater. Uh, <laughs> I have a fun time impersonating crazy old billionaires. Uh and then also on channelattitude.com is my entire platform, the Homi Media Group, which is a collective of wrestling fans, co-hosts, pundits, a community on Facebook where we do watch-alongs, pick them challenges, uh great video editors. And then all of my uh, you know, people on my staff, I push them to go, Hey, what else are you a nerd for? What do you love that you want to do as a passion project? Because I'm paying the bills for the space for video and audio. Let's create on it. Let's, this is your playground too. And it gives everybody a little bit of ownership and somebody saying, yes, you can become the foremost expert on South Park. And Matt, uh, one of my former producers created the Suck My Balls podcast and, and he's gone through every episode and now it's one of the most listened to South Park podcasts there is. But whatever you're into that's weird, uh, if it feels weird, do it more as long as it's not hurting anybody else, I guess, or not backing over a shopping cart with a dog in it. Don't do that. If that feels weird, don't do it more. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just love that artists can inspire other artists. And as a collective, we, uh, you know, we can all rise up together because a lot of our audiences are all in a Venn diagram where they intersect and we all have really, you're a stoner and you like wrestling. I never would have thought who would have guessed. (laughs) who would have those would go hand in hand. So, uh, you know, we have fun with it, but, but if you want to sign up, you guys, you can, I'm also on Patreon. uh, dot com slash Hami media group, where I'll be talking about the big news of the week, uh, that, uh, Stevie Richards, Vince Russo and myself were, uh, c- contracted consultants for the USA network the last two years, which has been uh, a hot story on the wrestling sheets and misrepresented so we'll be telling the real truth so if you guys are into that you guys know where to find me I'm easy to find it's all down here where he's got it on the scroll all this shit that's right i'll promo your grandma i'll quit your job i'll talk to your ex-husband whatever i'm'll Shelly you, <laughs> <laughs> you want to order one I'll, I'll promo the shit out of that lady and, and the young bucks. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> in fact i heard i heard on the street that that lady was the young bucks grandma i don't know i don't make
2: sense. Makes, makes, sense makes that's sense that's why she gave me that look
0: she's like, she was like there
2: she is gosh, that's the one
0: said, you you're not allowed to too sweet me bro <laughs> <laughs> why
2: do i hate them so
1: much <laughs> oh shit ben thank you shelly thank you as always And uh, keep an eye out, especially if that lady. She sounds like you know. Yeah, she's got a problem with you. She's got beef. So.
2: Well, now that I know she's the Young Bucks' grandma, it all makes sense. But people don't know. I really like my back.
0: She she's the one who ran Ann Haysh off the road too. So she's out to kill. She is out to see her. Flip her off. Tell her fuck the Young Bucks. (laughs) Slap your thigh. Thigh slaps are all out. It's all about. (laughs) You sell your shit on the.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, really, Penn, thank you. Yeah. Have a good it. night. Shelly, see you next week.
2: Alrighty. Bye, fellas. Awesome. Bye.